This is a really, really special day for us. It's actually a day we're really excited about as we come together as a whole church and we bring our commitments for the next 12 months. And it's really exciting to us that we can do it together on a Sunday. It is. And first thing we want to do is thank you all for your generosity that you've expressed over many years uh, and not always in ideal circumstances. We won't mention 2020. Uh, but you've listened to God, you've listened to the voice of the Holy Spirit, and we are so grateful that you do. Yeah. Uh, your love and your commitment to the people around you, both in our local community and beyond, is something that is really, really quite precious. And we keep saying, and I know you possibly get sick of this, but we say it's about not about equal giving, it's about equal sacrifice. Yeah. And e each of us has a different part to play, but it's the power of together that enables us actually to do that. Yeah, absolutely. So it's an exciting Sunday. It's the one Sunday of the year where we bring our commitments before the Lord for the next 12 months. Last year, you might remember, that we were in lockdown at this time. And we sent you out a brick. Do you remember yeah. that? Has anybody still got their brick? No? As long as you didn't ditch it. Anyway. Anyway. We just want to let you know that 100% of what was pledged last year came in. Yeah. How well awesome done. is that? Well done. That is so great. So what are you going to give for 2021-22? You may want to give a one-off offering. You may want to uh, give a certain amount, pledge a certain amount per week for the whole year. It doesn't matter how you do it. We're going to give you some time really shortly just to think about um, what you might want to give and With make some a decision. Music. But before we do that, we're actually going to take a, lot, a little look at a video that we prepared earlier explaining the heart behind the commitment. So let's turn our eyes to the screen. So when I first started coming to church, it looked very different than how it is now. There weren't all these lovely stage lights, even things like drums. We had fluoros on the roof, a carpet on the ground, and a set of congas, and that was what we had. Some of the, the original Sundays was uh, the worship team, and maybe Pastor Vicky in the, because Pastor Chris was in the worship team, Pastor Vicky in the front row and half a dozen other people. And we used to have coffee in a, on a trolley down the back. And, and all of those children were, were just in that, the, the room next to the kitchen area out the back. I remember sitting at, you know, Chris and Vicky's old place on Marion Road, you know, just the four of us and praying about the church. And we'd be praying about, you know, God bringing families and, and how awesome it would be. And we prayed that for an awful lot of years, but now there are families, families come all the time. There was always a sense of, of looking to the future, not being uh, content to be just a little church in, in this little hall. When Vision Builders started, it was about people coming together to build a better future. When we got the ministry centre, it was like, this is just awesome because there's somewhere permanent for the kids to be and somewhere great mm. to have coffee and fellowship and stuff afterwards. We had, had to uh, put a lot more effort into setting it up, uh, funds to set it up, etc. Mm. But uh, the church really needed it. And yes, it was a stretch, but 
uh, the benefits are uh, great. That to me was what Vision Builders is. It's building the church inside the four walls and going out into the community. Mm. Giving is a way that we can make sure our future continues. We've got four areas of Vision Builders. A permanent building, there's a second location, there's the Beyond Projects of Fiji and the Women's Shelter. When I first started 16, I was like, just did it when I could. But as I got a job and I could pay my own way, I knew it was important to give. Tithing's always been comfortable for me, but then God gets to the stage where He wants to stretch you that little bit further. And because He's put me in this church, you know, it's just occurred to me stronger and stronger over the years that God wants me to invest in the future of this church. I've done it as a multi-year pledge. There was a number that I knew God had told me and I knew it wasn't possible to do in one year. So, I, but I knew I could do it over a few years, but I kind of felt like God said three years. And then if I divided it by three, that wasn't possible at the time. But I went, okay, I'm gonna start here. And then by the time year two came around, all of a sudden I could start contributing more. Then by year three, I could contribute more. And then I finished the pledge and I was like, okay, so that's, that's how God works. It's about taking that step of faith and then seeing what He can do through it. People at church are my second family. I come to church and I want to give, I want to help, just like in like your normal immediate family. You want to help, you want to give your time, your energy, your money. And so the same as in church, you want to make sure you're planting yourself and you're um, giving into a house of God that can help other people. So it's a way to help other people. Um, to feel close to Him and it helps me to feel close to Him as well, yeah. In a church there are lots of people who have different gifts, different abilities. The Vision Builders is one way that we can be united. It, it's, a, it's about the unity, it's, it's like that combined, combined spirit, yeah we're going to see this church move forward and we can all give into that. We're all contributing to leave a legacy for future generations. When new people come in, when children grow older, that they've got something that they inherit, that they receive, and that they can then run with and take even further. I see myself currently standing on the shoulder of giants, and those giants being the people who have gone before. When we're all old and grey, and we go past, you know, the church and maybe the youth having, you know, their Friday night thing, we drive past, it's like, oh, oh my goodness, I'm so glad we sewed into that. Look what they have now. And I think that's just something so powerful is that even though it's a sacrifice for us now, the fruit of that is to come. And I think that's just the most exciting part. This church is going somewhere. God is taking it somewhere and I can be part of it. It's a church where people can come and feel like they've been accepted no matter what. It's not about giving a big amount of money. It's not about that big, you know, giant novelty check. It's about some just contributing and being involved and then seeing how you and everyone else in this community has helped to do incredible things like build houses in Fiji and to bless the women in the women's shelter and looking at the ministry centre and the lease we've got there. We've done some incredible things, but it's not something that any of us could have done by ourselves. But together, when we're all heading in the same direction, we can do incredible things. Yeah, you can, you can clap, absolutely. Wow, who were some of those young people? It's funny looking back, isn't it? 
That's what I was saying last week, that it's awesome when you look back over all the photos. Remember I was saying last week, you look back through your photo album and you see all the things that you've done, the exciting things, the best times in life are the things that we've done together. And it's incredible that we can come together right here in this Yeah, I'm amazed place. at how many of the, the people on our team uh, were in kids' church. Uh, even Jane was in kids' church. Uh, she was teaching, but uh, still there. Uh, look, our annual giving started as something we called Rise and Build, uh, which was really just uh, putting money aside for a deposit to, to get our own building. Uh, but in 2017, we expanded that to what we now call Vision Builders. And that's our annual giving now that funds our present and our future church projects that go actually way beyond just a building. The heart of Vision Builders is to enable us to continue to save a deposit for that building, but also to save money towards another location and to actually help our community locally with the Women's Shelter and to help the community in Fiji through our giving there. Again, it's all about coming together with equal sacrifice. It's not about equal giving. And that's our natural response, or it should be our natural response, to what God has done for us. To not only have a place where people can come and find hope and find community and find family. love what Jess said. But it's a place where we can actually come out of that place to do things for the people around us. And so it's what we can do when we come together. We support our local women's shelter. We can change lives overseas in Fiji uh, by building safe houses. We enable them to reach their community because of our help. Absolutely. So this here is our place. This is where we gather. But from here, we go out. And it's important that as we're a small community, that we continue to build God's house right here and maintain and expand our presence so that we can go out of this place with an even greater reach. It's all about leaving a legacy and a heritage for those who come after us. Our response is to pray and to listen and in faith to make a pledge for the next 12 months. But it's not just about the pledge. It's about the commitment to continue to go beyond because Jesus loves people and it's through vision builders that we're able to help people and see more and more lives changed. We're called to go out and to make disciples and to see lives changed for eternity. Uh, first thing we're going to do, we're going to get some practical stuff right here. Um, you'll notice that on your seats, there is a card. Could, could you grab me one of those, please, Cody? Oh, thanks. It's filled out as well. Wow. Amazing. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, not. It's blank. Sorry. <laughs> um, what we're going to do is give you a bit of time to consider what you feel God is placing on your heart. Because it's not about the commitment or even the commitment form. It's about the heart behind what you bring. That's right. Uh, so we want this to be a moment between you and God. Uh, you notice that the, the card is actually in two parts. Uh, they're identical, so don't fill them out differently. Uh, one part, which is labelled commit, is for you to tear off and pop into the basket that we're going to have down the front uh, once... Uh, We've given you a bit of time. The other one is for you to put on your fridge. It's the remembrance part so that you don't actually forget that you've committed to give something. 
You can stick that up on your fridge at home or in, in your, on your makeup mirror or your shaving mirror or both if you've got two, two sinks. Um, but that's just to remind you. And so just fill those out. If you're not sure what you want to give this week, that's fine. We're not asking you to make an instant decision. Uh, we're not trying to pressure you into making a choice right here, right now. Uh, we, you can continue to put these uh, in, in the offering basket in the weeks to come. We'll, we'll talk about it and remind people uh, about making that commitment uh, during that time. Uh, so you can take them home, but we encourage you. Hopefully you thought about it during the week after my message last Sunday, and you've actually come prepared. But we're going to give you a couple of minutes right now uh, to just think about that, to write down your commitment, and then we're going to ask you to come forward, and uh, we're just going to bless you as you pop it in the basket and uh, take it from there. So have a few minutes to think about it. Absolutely. If you need a pen, uh, please raise your hand. Liz has a supply of pens ready for you.
seem to be most people have uh, finished completing their card. Uh, if you're online, uh, you obviously don't have uh, a, a pledge card there with you, but there are some details on the screen, a QR code that you can follow. And uh, of course, if we're lucky enough to see you in church in the next few weeks, you can actually come and do that in, in person. Uh, but yeah, there is, a, there is a, always a way for you to contribute if you want to. Just as a, uh, a side note, if you have any privacy concerns about writing down your details, because we do ask you to um, put your name on the form so that, not necessarily so that we can track your giving, but we often get questions so six months down the track like, um, I said I'd give this much, but I've got no idea how much I've put in. Um, Vicky and I are the only ones who will ever see these filled in forms. Um, people can see the transactions uh, who are doing the accounting, but they don't actually get to see the pledge or the private details. So um, rest assured that that is all uh, in safe hands. Um, before we go any further, um, I just want to pray a blessing over all of you. Uh, when we put the basket down the front, uh, I'm going to ask that you perhaps just move from the back rows to the front rows, come down one of the aisles. We're just going to lay hands on you as you put your commitment in the basket and you can make your way back to your seats. But let's bow our heads and let's just pray. Jesus, we, we thank you for this incredible moment we have to share in the good news. And we bring our treasure to you because we love you. We bring this in faith and trust and in hope and we thank you for your miracle working hands. Lord, we pray that your grace will be on every person who's making a commitment and we thank you that everyone is important and none of us is as good alone as all of us together. It's not about equal giving but equal sacrifice. So bless your people, Lord. Bless their lives, their marriages, their children, their studies, everything they do. We pray that there'll be an anointing on every person who gives. We believe in you and we believe that love is what changes the world and love is expressed so tangibly when people give like we are right now. So Father, we pray you bless them in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So we're going to bring this basket down the front here. And if we can all stand... If you've got your pledge just from the back rows, if you can just start to come forward and uh, pop them in the basket.
fabulous. You can be seated. I was going to make them stand through my message. Now we want to thank you for your love and for your commitment today. And of course, if you weren't ready this morning, that's okay. We're happy for you to consider what your response might be over the next couple of weeks. And there'll always be that opportunity to receive that offering later, as Pastor Chris said. Yep. But right now I'm going to leave you with him and he's going to bring you a message this morning. Don't know what you did to deserve that, but thank you. Are you guys going to stay here? Or are you, you going to go? Off you go then. like the joke about the family of tomatoes that went for a walk. The little, little one was lagging behind, so the father goes up and smacks it says, ketchup. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> Who knows that what we believe about something can actually make all the difference? I, I, I was thinking of a, a great example to give you of this, but all I could come up with was a, a trivial one and a, and a bit of a confession about my own life. Um, who, who's ever played, um, what do you call it? Solitaire on the computer. I was going to call it patience, but I thought half of you wouldn't know what that was. Um, I actually often play it just, if I'm in the middle of a tough problem or something, I can't, I, I'll just put it to one side and get up solitaire and just play that for five minutes and then go back to it. And it helps clear my head and, and relax me a little bit. And I started off playing what I, what I call patience, which is what my mother taught me with, with real playing cards. You remember those? Physical ones? Um, I think they call it Klondike on the actual computer. It must be the American influence. Um, but after a while, I, I tried something new. There's a, there's a game on, and this of course is for PC people. I don't think this happens on Macs. Um, so you're missing out, I'm sorry. Um, but there's one called Spider Solitaire. Has anybody ever tried that one? And uh, it took me a while to get my head around it, but it's basically the same thing, just different mechanics that you have to get rid of all the cards. And there are three difficulty levels. One that I call ridiculously easy, uh, one I call ridiculously hard, and the one in the middle I, I, could, I could do. And at about this time, Microsoft introduced a system where you could track your progress. And so after I'd played about 20 games of this, I noticed that it, it gave me my success rate. And my success rate for Spider Solitaire was about 70%. And I looked at that and I thought, oh, am I a card sharp or what? And so I, I was quite happy with that because, you know, it's, it's chance and it's, you know, a bit of skill and stuff. And it, Although you could go back because it allowed you to, to reverse your moves and, and try again. I was quite happy with 70% until somewhere I read that on Spider Solitaire, the Microsoft version, the, middle, the difficulty that I was playing is solvable 100% of the time. And then I looked at my 70 and I thought, I'm crap. I'm rubbish at this. This is, this is terrible. And so I started again with the knowledge in my head that it was solvable 100% of the time. Guess what my success rate is with Spider Solitaire now? 
<laughs> Thanks for your confidence. <laughs> it's 100%. Now, you might ask, what's changed? Has my skill at cards changed? No. And look at all the other solitaire games. I'm still just as rubbish at them. In fact, I'm actually still rubbish at spider solitaire. But guess what? Because I know that it's solvable, I will persist until I solve it. Nothing changed in me. It wasn't my ability. It was my, it was my attitude. It was my heart attitude to what I was doing. I thought I was good because I had made assumptions about what I was doing that were wrong. Now, the interesting thing is last night, I Googled it to check to see where I'd found this. And I cannot find any evidence anywhere that it's 100% solvable. <laughs> but that hasn't stopped me from solving 100% of them. So it's not even about the facts necessarily, it's about your attitude towards it. And, and this is the same thing with vision builders. I think often we can, we can go into this wondering, you know, is this going to work? Are we ever going to achieve what we want to do? Is it even worthwhile? Should I participate in this? Am I making a difference? Do people appreciate what I'm doing? We have all these questions. And yet, really, instead of wondering what's going to happen, we need to believe that it's God's plan, and who knows what happens to God's plans? They work 100% of the time. And we just have to have the faith and conviction that our efforts are seen, appreciated, and effective. And that's really all about what we believe in our heart. Who knows that verse, John 3.16? For God so loved the world. We all know that one. Did anybody know there's actually a 1 John 3.16? And that's what I want to read from you today. Because funnily enough, 1 John 3.16 talks about love as well. And I'm actually going to read you um, a fairly long passage of Scripture from 3.16 to 1, chapter 4, verse 1. And then I'm just going to bring three points very quickly towards the end, which hopefully will encourage you about your giving today. 1 John 3.16 says, We know what real, real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. So we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. Now, that's starting to sound serious. But it goes on to say, If someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need but shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? Dear children, Let's not merely say that we love each other. Let's show the truth by our actions. Our actions will show that we belong to the truth, so we will be confident when we stand before God. Even if we feel guilty, God is greater than our feelings, and he knows everything. Just a heads up for you there. Dear friends, if we don't feel guilty, we can come to God with bold confidence, and we will receive from him whatever we ask because we obey him, and we do the things that please him. And this is his commandment. We must believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as he commanded us. Those who obey God's commandments remain in fellowship with him and he with them. And we know he lives in us because the spirit he gave us lives in us. Dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. You must test them to see if the Spirit they have comes from God, for there are many false prophets in the world. You might think that seems a bit unrelated. But it's interesting that John addresses his listeners here three times with the words, dear children or dear friends. 
And on three occasions, he uses that to deliver three important instructions, which I believe are important for us today as we give. The first is that it's about the heart, but it's not just feelings. Who knows that it's possible to give and not to love? But it's actually impossible to love and not to give. Real love is backed by action. People, people in the church, people outside the church, people around us, our families, our workmates, whoever we are around, see our love by our actions. They see what's in our heart by what we do, not by what we say. To show real love, we have to take action. And that's what Vision Builders gives us the ability to do. Now, the second instruction is not to act out of guilt or duty. This not only diminishes the power of what we do here, it actually stops us coming before God with confidence and boldness because our heart is not right. We don't want anyone giving out of a sense of duty or guilt. Duty or guilt compliance doesn't change the world. Love does. And as we operate out of love and obey God's commandment, we remain in fellowship with him. And thirdly, he says, be true to your relationship with God. Test what you believe God is saying to you rather than what other people are saying. And those other people might even be me. Don't be influenced by YouTube preachers. Don't max out your credit card for Jesus. And conversely, don't do nothing just because you're not sure about what you should do. If you're uncertain about what Vision Builders is all about, please come and ask Vicky and I or one of our team and we will be upfront and honest with you about what, what it's for, what it means, how you can be involved and what we expect and what we don't expect. We definitely want you to be involved, but we also definitely want it to be a personal decision made by you and not us. Giving is an act of righteousness. We cannot give to get. We give because we love. And where love exists in our hearts, giving will always be part of it. And after all, it's part of the heart of God. So hopefully that's encouraged you as you have already given this morning. So let me pray for you and your giving. Lord Jesus, I pray that every person that was giving today has given out of love. And I pray that you fill every part of their world with your love. Breathe on our gifts, Lord. And I pray that we will continue to have open hands and open hearts to love. Bless your people. Amen.